welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're four season ticket holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. So for a light-hearted take on Bristol's progress on and off the pitch this season, stay tuned. In this week's show, we talk about our new coaching setup. We've got a hooker to bolster the ranks and a return to training at the new Phelan facility. All this and much more in today's show. I'm Tony and this week I'm joined on the phone by Lee, Pete and Miles for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, gentlemen, great to speak to you all again. Um, we're recording this on Thursday night. Um, and I think, was it was it Lee had the crazy idea of uh, actually recording this in your back garden? Um, I'm looking out the window now. It's pouring down with rain. Um, uh, so I, I think we might have had a few, few difficulties um, just sat in a, a, a suburban garden getting so uh trying to do a podcast so um on reflection lee not 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 a good idea well who would have thought rain in july hey after I, all that sun that we had in march and april who would have who would have funked it hey who would have who would have uh miles um i'm a, I'm a bit worried you, you know would he have moved his uh trampoline as well for us tc i mean you know <laughs> i doubt it well I, I i don't know it uh maybe we would have done it on the trampoline you know we could you know added a, a different hey, dimension to it let's keep it family friendly boys come on that's true uh talking about family friendly pete uh how i believe my wife is in your house tonight what's what's going on well you tell me tony <laughs> i was just getting ready for the podcast doorbell goes and there she is and of course they you know my missus and your missus have now started talking and chatting and getting the uh the old vino blanco out and my two kids are running wild around the house, and I, you know, I can't, I, I, I can't control them. So it's it's chaos uh, at my place. I just want to just say one thing about the um, uh, not having the pod in the garden is that obviously we've been waiting a long time for the government to publish the specific Bears Beyond the Gate COVID guidelines, haven't we? Um, and they just haven't got around to it at all. Uh, so you know, they need to get a move on. No, nothing about podcasts whatsoever. No, but, um... I mean, you know, they might have done this three billion pound stimulus package and all that nonsense but where's the where's the best where's beyond the, the important game stuff guidelines yeah <laughs> we're sitting here waiting uh, every pubs are back now and we can't still can't do it fans might fans might get a discount on listening to us pete well it's true no, it's free isn't it so, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fact we actually pay a few people don't we to listen to this all right then, gentlemen. Well, let's move on to uh, all things rugby. And uh, well, I, I think was it only the last podcast, or maybe the one before, we were talking about the coaching uh, departures and being a little bit concerned. And uh, well, since since we were last on air, I mean, we've got more new coaches than National Express now. Um, <laughs> so since we spoke last, uh, we've got Sean Marsden who stepped up from the academy now, Bristolian. Uh, He's become the new skills coach with Bruce Rihanna um, leaving the club. Um, and then I think four or five days after that, we had the announcement that Alastair Dickinson is uh, joining us from the Scotland RFU as scrum coach. Uh, and then five days after that, on the 6th of July, we had... Um, Another coach that's arrived. Now, we were talking just before we went on air uh, about Omar's surname. So um, we thought for a bit of fun, um, because none of us really know how to pronounce it, we're all going to have a go. So I'm going to start with Miles. Uh, 
I, don't, I haven't even looked at it this evening. <laughs> oh, you caught me out. I'm just going to call him Omar, the defence, the new defence coach. I'm really sorry. Right, I think that's like one out of ten for that effort. Yes. Um, Lee. Right, OK, so I've got to just interject. I've not got my glasses on, so I can't even really read my own uh, writing properly. But I'm going to have a go. I'm, going to, I'm not going to be like Miles. I'm going to have a dig at it. And I'm going to go for Omar Muniemi. Right. Okay. So I apologise in advance for that. So um, there we go. Over to you, Pete. Go on, Pete. You're the you're the linguist. You you've got you've got some kind of O level in French, haven't you? I, I have actually. I have. I literally do have an O level in French, and it was an A, by the way. But anyway, let's go beyond that. Um, not a bad effort, that Lee. Actually, I think perhaps you can. Maybe I don't know. To be honest, I'm not sure I could do better than you. That was a, a really good. Can you say that again? Because I didn't. Uh, I couldn't quite catch it. Don't say it again, Lee. Don't say. Don't don't say it again because no, no, he'll no, copy no. you. It doesn't work like that, Pete. Come on. All right. Tony's a stickler so for the rules. You know that. I would say Omar Muemni as well. <laughs> oh, I know. We're, we're going to be in so much trouble when we meet this guy, aren't we? Yeah, yeah I, I, I think I'd go for Omar Muemni as well, but uh, we could be completely wrong. There's, so we, we look there's for. A, there's, a, yeah, there's a very difficult N in the middle of the word. There is. There is. There's a throw it that's throwing us there, but I think we've made a, a decent effort, Tony. I, I know someone who might know, though. I reckon our, our good friend of the podcast, Matt Crew, would probably know. Maybe he can help us out. Yeah, maybe if if he knows, if he could record it and then maybe email it into us. Um, or Omar, if you're if you're listening, because you did reply or you liked one of the tweets this week, um, you know, uh, uh, drop us a, a, a little sound file and uh, tell us uh, exactly how you pronounce your name, because we would like to get it right. So let me come to uh, Lee first. Then, um, what do you think of these uh, three arrivals? Maybe first of all, if you take maybe Sean. Marsden stepping up yeah I mean I think it's well deserved isn't it I mean you know like you said earlier Bristol boy um, and he's he's done great work with the academy um, and I, I just think it was yeah it's his time um, and I, I mean I know you know Pete knows a, a little bit more about Sean than, than I do but I think it's, um, it's a, a brilliant next step up for him personally well let's come to Pete next then um, Alistair Dickinson um, comes in as the new scrum coach what, what's your thoughts on that well I don't think there's anything wrong with a gnarly Scott <laughs> a front gnarly Scott from the front row you know directing affairs in our scrum yeah I mean I, I, I kind of vaguely remember him actually playing for Scotland um, and I always think you know any international games that involve Scotland they usually go hell for leather in the forwards don't they for a while and, yeah. then, and then kind of burn out and we end up beating them but I've always had a, a kind of a healthy respect for uh, Scottish forwards uh, even back to the days of uh, you know uh, what's his name? The bloke that got done for throwing the uh, Calcutta Cup down the uh, down the thing. Anyway, I can't remember his name. But uh, yeah, I think I think you know he sounds like a, a solid performer. I mean, you know, it's, he's, he's obviously going to kind of know that the British game, as it were. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, I think time will tell. But it seems to me like a like a very good 
good signing and, and also in Pat we trust for many things don't we can well, I just point one thing out though um, Tone I'm not sure that Bruce Ray Harner is going to be happy to be linked to oh, I knew you were going to pull him on that superstar pop singer Rihanna um, <laughs> so I think I think it's fair to say that Sean Beanie Marsden has taken over from from Bruce Ray Harner not Rihanna of Umbrella fame just, just, just checking well I, I just think it's more fun with Rihanna. Um, uh, but, 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 Remember your wife's here, Tony. Yeah. Can, but, can um, we get back to, to, to the subject matter? One thing I would yeah. say, on, in, you know, following on from Pete's uh, impact we trust, I mean, Pat's, uh, he has said that actually as a, as a lengthy process um, to find um, the, the new scrum coach. And, and obviously we, we all know Pat is thorough and is in everything he does and um and i think they've you know they've obviously looked far and wide and um and they obviously see something in dickinson um like you say that little bit of uh gnarly scott um you know i think it's going to be a good sign for us yeah and i mean uh, you know a proud playing career isn't it nearly 60 caps for scotland he's played for edinburgh gloucester and sale i believe so yeah and he's only, three world cups and he's only 36 as well so you i think sean marston's around 40 i think um so that's two relatively you know young coaches that are, are going to form uh, quite a, a large chunk of our um, coaching team well let's let's go to miles then and um Omar, um, defence coach, um, what do you make of that? Somebody coming from Worcester, it's uh, not a one-way street then to, to Worcester, yeah, somebody coming the other way. Yeah, well, as you, as you, got, you and all our you know, listeners are aware, you know, we, we sadly lost two of one of our two of our best coaches to Worcester. Um, obviously, Alan Solomons, during his very short spell with us, made a, made a good influence and they went that way. And so it's almost a bit of tit for tat. It's nice to have a Worcester coach come our way, really. I mean, from the social media, he's got a good CV. Um, so I think it's fantastic, really. You know, suddenly we get three coaches in short, short succession. And um, yeah, let's hope Worcester have never been an easy pushover as we well know when we face them. So he's obviously done something right. So I think it's great, great to have him with us, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and again, somewhere that's someone that's coached, I mean, he coached uh, the Italian national team, he's coached um, in South Africa as well, he's coached in Scotland, he's coached in France, obviously in, in England with Worcester. So uh, a, a lot of international experience uh, coaching. I think South Africa Sevens as well, I think, where, where, we, where yeah. we started. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, think, I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see <clears throat> for the, these remaining games of this season, how much we change um, and how much um, you know kind of remains the same and they'll, they'll, they'll build towards next season maybe adapting things like the scrum and the defence coach but uh, yeah who uh, who knows very exciting times and I think most uh, Bears fans will, will be pleased that now we've got that uh, that that coaching lineup all already um, and uh, you know those appointments were made just as we moved to stage two of the uh, return to rugby protocol which meant um, that the teams could come in and train and um, it will also coincided with the opening of that amazing new facility at uh, Feyland and um, I, I just think, the, I think there were a few pictures leaked weren't there uh, at the start of this week or the uh, company that built the training ground published them uh, and we saw um 
Mark Tainton today uh, do a little video from the ground. Um, it's, I, 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 I'm just gobsmacked. I, I can't believe after all the years at the MEM um, that now we are both at Ashton Gate, uh, an all-seeder 27,000 stadium, and, and then we've got this £15 million training ground just up the, the road. Um, absolutely astounding. Um, Pete, your, your thoughts, and um, we, we saw some of the new arrivals there as well this week. Well, I mean, what can I say, Tony, really, apart from, you know, endorse what you said? Uh, it, it looks unbelievable. Um, and, you know, many a time on my new jogging regime, I've run past that on my uh, 10 to 15k run um, and p- run past that sort of area to see it going. Um, I think one thing that struck me was that I, I think I saw a picture of Ben Earl looking quite like me, actually, at some point in a picture. Um, and I just thought, you know, these boys that came in from Saracens, Earl and Malins on loan, you know, they suddenly rocked up at this training ground and, you know, they've come from a kind of pseudo-athletic stadium and a, and a park pitch or whatever for Saracens. You do wonder whether they might, like, rip up that loan agreement and try and stay at us because it must be an unbelievable... Um, unbelievable draw to a lot of players and a lot of those players won't have seen anything like it I would have thought you know I mean if you think about our boys you know training at an absolute massive you know respect but training at Clifton Rugby Club it's not the same as like a you know a a bespoke kind of made for premiership trade well made for world rugby training ground so I I just think you know going back to our chat a couple of pods ago or last pod about you know the salary cap and can we attract big players I think this is something that you know in the future is going to be a huge draw for, for new signings yeah, let's let's go to Miles then. What's what's your thoughts and as well seeing some of the uh, the new players there at Fayland? Yeah, I mean, it looked amazing. I mean, you, you know, you can't be sort of awestruck at just the sort of the facilities that we've now got. I mean, you know, to have uh, it's pretty much uh, well, not quite full size, but near on full size indoor four G pitch. Whereas we know the Bristol weather lads, it's a little bit wet, isn't it, most of the time? That is just fantastic, really. And you know, there's a few four G pitches we have to contend on in the season, which none of us really like. So again, they'll be used to that and playing on grass as well. It was a bit of patchy grass, which I thought could have been sorted out for 15 million quid, Tony. Um, and I, li- I like I like the decking. It's uh, as up Pete Street. He did a quite good job on his decking this summer. But the, the quality up at that new training ground was surpassed Pete's work. Yeah, really great stuff. I think great stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, Miles. I mean, you, you're a bit critical there, but I suppose you would know what it what 15 million quid on a garden <laughs> would look like wouldn't it so I suppose we ought to defer to your your knowledge there well don't forget he, he has he's the only one with an allotment so uh, you know he obviously is uh, the the expert when it comes to uh, all, all things Cut, growing yeah, cutting grass yeah yeah this isn't is true that, Tony isn't that just known as Kew Gardens <laughs> Well, this is it. And, um, yeah, he's, uh, yeah. I suppose when... when, when, 
I don't know what to say. You know, when when you're, when, you're speechless, there. Tony. I am. I am speechless because you know when you think of his, po, uh, you know, po, uh, polo pitch. Um, you know, the the red deer that roam over the estate, and he's 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 moaning about a little bit of grass that's not taken. <laughs> it's, it's attention. It's attention to detail, Tony. I'm I'm sure that little patch will be sorted out in the next couple of weeks. Outrageous, uh, Lee. Your <laughs> thoughts. Uh, you're a Bristolian, Lee. What do you think of seeing? Uh, uh, Mitch Eady back in a, in a blue shirt. Well, everyone knows that, that Mitch Eady is uh, is you know my favourite player. Um, obviously, I was gutted when he went to went to Saints. Um, so yeah, really really glad to see him back. I mean, like, there's nothing I can add that the lads uh, haven't already said about the the training facilities. It's, it's absolutely world class. It's outstanding. Um, I mean, fair play. I think it was uh, is it Beard Construction who, um, who completed it actually a week early. So I mean, that's uh, that's amazing in the current climate anyway. With you know getting materials and stuff is a bit of a nightmare. Um, but honestly, one thing I will say is that uh, Stephen Landstein mentioned himself that there is no excuses for the players now. So obviously, that does add a little bit of pressure yeah. for everyday training. Yeah, and uh, did you say beard construction? I think it was beard construction. Yeah, we're talking about talking 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 about beards. Um, we, we, I I didn't recognise uh, Radraja because he had a he had a face mask oh, on. Yes. And I think his beard is so iconic that actually when you see him with the beard covered up, um, I, I didn't recognise him. But, uh, well, you know. know it's, it's, it's like the Queen without, without the crown on her head, mate, wasn't it? Absol- uh, absolutely. I, we definitely don't want, we want him to get rid of that the, the mask when he's out on the pitch, though, because he's, uh, dare I say, it, he's definitely not as intimidating when he's got the face mask on. Absolutely, but uh, again, we, we've we've had very little positive news, have we, as 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 Bears fans and as rugby fans generally. But when when you see that facility and those new players actually wearing uh, Bristol shirts now, it really sinks in. You know, um, you know the likes of Earl and Sinclair and Red Radra, and of course Chris Cook, Malins as well, Ed. Um, how great it is! I thought one thing that was interesting about the new training ground um compared to the stadium obviously bristol have played in red and blue and most of the stuff around the stadium is red and blue but uh, at the training ground i uh, i didn't notice any red no no that was that was actually quite noticeable wasn't it um i for one am quite, quite pleased with that actually i don't know what you boys think well I, I agree with you, Lee. I, I I'm not massively bothered um, about the. I know you're kind of you you've got more of a keen eye for that sort of thing, Lee. Um, the kind of the design of it and stuff. But I, I yeah, I mean, I think maybe it is a nod back to 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 historical times. And, and if it is, well, fair choose. Oh, just great. I mean, you know, they, the boys know that they share a ground with Bristol City, don't they? And it's a fantastic ground, Ashton Gate. But to have their own training facility with Bristol Bears emblem splashed all over it I mean it's got to give them immense pride doesn't it to go and train up there you know very lucky lads I mean I mean the people at Suspension Bridge would be rubbing their hands wouldn't they they've suddenly got about sort of 80 to 90 annual passes under their belt I mean it's it's brilliant <laughs> just just to get the lads from their coffee shops on White Ladies Road over to there they're going to make a mint out of it <laughs> 
well, of course, unless you come 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 down to Ashton Gate and then go up the other way, um, you know, if they if they want to say, well, how much is it to go across the suspension bridge these days? Quid. It's, it's, it's gone up, hasn't it? Quid. It's a pound. Blimey, I think I it's fine. It was twenty p last gone, time I went. Yeah, but I know that if you buy, increase. yeah, but it's contactless, so it's a bit you don't even think about it. You know, it's like nothing really. Mm. What you got? Um, yeah. But also, you can buy these. You can buy passes if you buy like a hundred. You know, a, a card with a hundred on, it's less unit. You know, economies uh, of scale, boys. Well, a couple of the lads might be jogging to work in the morning. It's you know, little little jaunt up Bergabush Lane and back. But I mean, it, it literally is just—it is just literally over the bridge, isn't it? So I mean, you could you could probably you know run it in five minutes, couldn't you? If you were uh, if you're fit, or maybe What's twenty-five if you if you beat. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I, I'd clarify one thing: you're actually not allowed to run across the suspension bridge at the moment. Um, oh, of course, COVID, yeah. COVID yeah. guidelines for joggers. I, you I did forget. I apologise. No. Yeah, just just so you know, just I don't want to like encourage the players to break, you know, COVID guidelines, break rules no. on the basis of miles saying that they should jog to work. <laughs> I yeah. Oh dear, I'm going to have the chief scientific officer. It'll be on my case now. Sorry, lads. Yeah, walk walk across the bridge and run afterwards. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing that did strike me as well when I was looking at that film, um, that uh, as I'm sure we will, you know, in the next maybe eight or 12 years, uh, a Rugby World Cup comes back either to um, kind of Wales or the UK or England. Um, With Ashton Gate Stadium and that training facility, you you were bound to get one of the plum world teams that would be based um, sure. in Bristol yeah. now. I mean, you you could see you could see the All Blacks or South Africa having that as their training base, couldn't you? Um, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, and we've got everything here, haven't we? Absolutely everything on the doorstep here now. We're completely set up for it. Absolutely. So uh, to be fair, Tone, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Samoa have got a fast track to it at the moment. To be fair, but, um, could some, Samoa uh, or Fiji, we'll maybe, maybe they'll they'll do 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 a share. Um, okay, yeah. well let's let's move on. Um, a couple of uh, things I want to talk about about players. Um, and Brian Byrne uh, has signed a one-year contract so um that brings a bit more experience uh, in the hooking position um come to you miles your your thoughts on uh, on, on that uh, deal well I, I, to be fair did we even see him play lads um i know he was, he was with us for a short loan spell wasn't he um from leinster and um we also well come with quite a good pedigree but to be fair i, I can't remember him playing and he may have come on for a five minutes he but yeah he came he on second half in one uh, of the games, okay right? but to be fair, his attitude um, and, and, and skills, he must have impressed Pat because, you know, we, we were quite sad to lose Sean Moulton, weren't we, after he'd done a good service with Bristol over the years. And we were a bit worried about the step up for, for, for K-Pong from the academy and you know, a bit more experience. So um, it's a short, short-term deal, but in the current climate, that's, that's maybe the norm. But, yeah, well, let's hope we see a lot more of him, to be honest with you, and you know, they show his pedigree. But, yeah, I, I think it's great, great signing. Yeah, and uh, Lee, you wanted to give a shout out to one of the players that uh, uh, was released, but uh, we found out this week has picked up a, a new contract in France. Yeah, Luke Hamilton. I mean, I was I was really pleased with that because um, you know I thought that, that when he played for us, he was really reliable. Um, 
you know, and he was a, he was a good link man for the team. And um, you know, I was just really pleased personally that he's managed to, um, to you know to get himself a new contract over in France. And uh, you know, good luck to him. Yeah, Do you know which club he's gone to, Lee? I, I know which club it is, but I'm definitely not going to pronounce it. <laughs> oh, I thought you might give it a go. <laughs> I knew you were going to push me towards is that it? cliff, but no, it's not happening. <laughs> is is Ironac even close? Something like that. Ironapa? No, he hasn't gone to Ironapa. <laughs> Miles? He's gone to France. Okay. Actually, so while we're on it, can I just say one thing about Brian Byrne? He's, he's, he's going to get the moniker as the new Nicky Thomas, isn't he? Comes on loan, disappears, yeah. comes back again. So we're expecting him to kind of be released again at some point and then re-sign for the Bears in the next couple of seasons. So uh, hopefully he'll, uh, no offence to Nicky Thomas, who came on and did a job at times, but hopefully um, Brian will, will, will make a bit more of an impact. Um, I mean, I, I think he's, sure he will. He's, more, he's more steady Eddie for me, I think, than, than Sean Morton. I mean, Morton had brilliant games, but... Um, but then he had games where if he, if he wasn't on it, it, you know, he did. He had a nightmare at times. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I think Burns a bit more steady Eddie for me, yeah. anyway. Solid, doing the basics right, and not. Yes. I, I think I remember Moulton. We, I almost felt like those two. He had a really good game, didn't he? And then he had two dodgy games. It was almost yeah. like he perhaps he knew the writing was on the wall a little bit, and he was trying stuff. Like uh, you know, trying to do a few things. If I remember rightly, he kind of gave the ball away a few times, didn't he? Maybe trying little, you know, Too John Boa yeah. type out of the back of the hand. And I, you know, and I do wonder whether he just looked at the landscape and thought, you know, Will Capon has really pushed me here. You know, Harry Thacker's number one. If I don't make a massive impression, I, you know, I could be could be replaced here. And I think it sadly for him, maybe that, you know, he overdid it a little bit. And um, you know, Pat, Pat. Really Realize, you know, like anything in life, we all know you've got to start with the the basics, get them right first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a fair assumption, to be honest, Pete. I mean, that's spot on. Oh, cheers. Mm. I, I, I think the nice thing as well about Byrne signing for, for a year, um, especially with Ian Madigan leaving, um, and what a nice note that was that was on yeah. uh, social oh, yeah. media. What a, a, a top bloke. But it does mean that we will, at least for another season, get um, Lee to do his Irish accent. To be sure, to be sure. <laughs> Which, you know, to be honest, is worth the uh, the signing on fee alone, isn't it? Um, right. Well, I did get a nice reply from Mads on that as well, so that that was quite nice from him. And yeah. we wish him all the all the best. Um, right, you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Buzzsprout, and many more platforms. If you like what you hear, please leave a review or rating for the show. You can also contact us with your comments and ideas by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're Bears Beyond Gate, and on Facebook, you can like and follow our Bears Beyond the Gate page so we are pushing towards the middle of july um just over a month then until the season's due to start we had a bit of speculation on the last podcast um how long it would take to complete the season but um uh, looking at some speculation on 
um, social media. Nothing's been confirmed yet, although we do believe the Premiership are on the cusp of confirming fixtures. Uh, but it looks like uh, if we start this weekend of uh, the 15th of August, they're aiming for the Premiership final to be on the 20... It's around the 24th of October, I believe. But that means three midweek games um, to fit all the fixtures in uh, including the playoffs and the uh, Challenge Cup rounds and Champions Cup rounds so let me come to Pete Um, how are you feeling about that and specifically I suppose the midweek games how do you think uh, Bristol and and maybe other clubs will approach uh, well potentially playing three games in the space of maybe eight to nine days well clearly it's going to benefit teams that manage their squads well and teams that have got a good squad Um, and I'd like to think that the Bears have got a pretty good squad Um, and and we know that even players that you know are understudies are still seasoned people like Will Capon is is used to playing in premiership games and I I think it's going to be a it's going to add a a kind of extra dimension to the coaches in terms of their kind of decision making and their planning of, of how they rotate and obviously you know they do a bit of that anyway but they've never had to do this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I also think there's going to be a little bit of luck involved, you know. Um, no, it, it, we don't want to have injuries if we can help it. Um, but, yeah, let's face it, they haven't been doing anything for a while, so they should be ready for it. <laughs> well, well, we've seen... Yeah, but you say that, but that's, that's, that's why, I mean, the training is so important now because, uh, I mean, there's well, nothing worse yeah. for these athletes than having a break. But in some ways, that's coming back yeah. in. Because one of my mates who's not a massive rugby fan said to me the other day, like, why is the rugby not started? You know, the football's been going. And I said to him, you know, it's a different, it's a different, not literally a different ball game. A different ball game. <laughs> you know, these boys, and he laughed at that. But then he said, no, can you answer my question? So I said, well, you know, they, it, it takes time to get back to fitness. You know, being a rugby player, you know, if we went on that pitch and got hit by those rugby players, it's like being in a car crash, isn't it? They've got to get back to yeah, yeah. conditioning. And I, and I do think that maybe, you know this is why it's take you know why it is the timetable is quite elongated because they've kind of known in the back of their mind that they that they may be uh, two games a week and they're going to have to be physically ready for it so my flippant comment I'll take that back unreservedly <laughs> and say yeah. that you know uh, you know yeah I mean it's we don't know I mean, it's, it's unprecedented yeah. isn't it so, also, Pete, did he, did he not fathom out that rugby is a contact sport and that we might need to take a few more precautions before we uh, well, go, wait, go, yeah, go but, I mean, everyone else seems to do what the hell they want, don't they? I mean, you know. Yeah, I, to but, be fair, you're right because football players are still hugging, aren't they, when they're celebrating and scoring a goal? So you could argue that that's. That's pretty much near full yeah, contact I as mean, well. I yeah. think it's one of those answers, Tony, is that we won't really know until it happens. And I think we're going to, a lot of fans will be keeping their fingers firmly crossed during these games that we don't get some sort of serious injuries to, to big players. Um, and it, But it might be interesting to see how they approach these games. You know, are they going to be giving it 110% the whole time? You know, are they going to be a bit more kind of strategic on, 
on energy. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, they, they will be giving it 100%, but obviously it will, like you said, uh, Pete, I mean, it will definitely benefit the bigger, the larger squads, the, you know, the squads with more depth for sure. Um, and we've got obviously the massive factor is obviously player welfare. Um, so if we're playing three times, you know, potentially three times in a week, then, you know, I, I mean, I think the we are in a, a privileged position that we've actually got a decent squad um, yeah, and we can yeah. field, you know, we field a couple of teams, couldn't we? Yeah, um, like you about the, the smaller teams, either, not the smaller teams, the teams with smaller squads, I should say. Um, yeah. You know, there has yeah, to be yeah. a concern from that. I mean, what do you think, Tony? Do you think we that we you might have more subs or less subs because of it or on the on the benches because we're having so many games played? I don't. Know. Well, I, I think it's interesting. Obviously, we've seen how Premiership football's gone with um, the larger benches uh, enabling more people to come on. Um, but you know, it doesn't really affect Mourinho, does it? He's never he doesn't put any subs on for Spurs when I'm watching. It's the shambles. Yeah, there's not been many many hugs at Spurs, is there? Because they haven't scored that many goals since they've been back um, no but, I can't I can't deny it yeah um, but I, I think it'll be really interesting because do you you almost for those midweek games do you you kind of split your squad and you you have two kind of fresh starting 15s um, or or is it you you're maybe going to have I don't know a 20 plus kind of first team squad and maybe players play half a game um, it'll be fascinating to see how people approach it because you know if you play on a Saturday uh, and then play again on a Wednesday you know even if you've done 40 minutes of um, you know full contact uh, match rugby um, are, are you going to recover enough to uh, go again for another 40 minutes I don't know I, I, I it's going to be fascinating to see I think it will throw up some interesting results and I also think you know, we've always known this season's you know going to be a bit odd when we come to the end. But uh, you know, I think it possibly will influence the league because you might see a bit more um, kicking and a bit more getting rid of the ball as quick as soon as you got it, so you don't get tackled. Well, one, uh, one thing that could be good is I mean, we might we might see some more youngsters throughout the you know yeah. get, getting a, an introduction to um, you know to top top flight rugby. You know, because you know we, at the end of the day with the smaller squads, as I said, they got to bring in players haven't they so yeah, that, yeah. that could be a good thing for you know for kind of the younger generation coming through I, I yeah. think I think it'd be interesting tactically so let's say you know we are playing I don't know Worcester on the Saturday uh, and then we've got Exeter Chiefs at home on the Wednesday do, do, do you prioritise one of those games I think well, you have to you could be right, Tony. You could be cherry picking teams and, and results, couldn't we? Really, to sort of a minimise injuries and, and, and b just know that what you want to get your you get your points. So yeah, it could possibly. I mean, it's like I said, I think there is going to be an extra level of coach planning, and I think you know one thing we're pretty convinced about with Pat is that he does know how to plan. Mm. So uh, I would have thought again. We, I'd like to think we're. I really like to think that we're going to hit the ground running massively hard when this season starts on many levels. Not just in terms of suddenly had a couple of world class players in our squad, but also 
um, you know, training, also culture, but also, you know, just the, the approach to it. And, uh, you know, there also doesn't seem to have been any, dis- clearly any disharmony in our squad. I mean, no, you know, you're no. wondering what, what, you know, the likes of Leicester squad are going to be like. They've just been through this whole kind of, you know, whole kind of thing with the, 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 the payment and the salaries. And then they then, then turn around and say, oh, yeah, lads, you've got to do two games a week as well uh, on less money. I mean, you know, already there's, there's niggle in that club. And, you know, are players going to subconsciously or consciously be, be kind of putting their bodies on the line? It's going to be interesting. And I, I, I really feel... I, I just had this feeling that the first game back, we are going to rip through somebody so badly that they won't know what's hit them. Mm. And, and partly because Radrada would have shaved his beard, so they, they won't recognise where he is. And suddenly they'll only recognise, they'll only see the back of his head because he'll be over the... I mean, I literally, I'm looking forward, almost salivating to the first play when he gets the ball. I just think... He could be something no one's ever seen anything like him. Yeah. And they're all coming off a bit rusty. And suddenly this, this, this like cannonball. And, and I, I just, well, I, could, I hope I'm not wrong, but I just got this feeling. I just got, I don't know why. I just got this feeling that we are going to, we could rip through the first few games. I mean, and it's a slight, a slight disadvantage in all these games is, is is managing our wives, lads. How on earth are they going to let us watch ET Sport well, three, gonna... time, three times a week for that midweek, week, I'm, mid-week I'm really fans. worried. Midweek Sorry? fans and weekend fans. <laughs> yeah, I think we're, we're, we're going to have to manage our squads, aren't we, between the four of us? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Tony, aren't we going to have to put the podcast twice a week as well? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I'm just going to have to play catch up. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know if we'll be match fit for that. Really, how are we going to rotate? We, we will have to think about the podcast rotation. Um, I actually, I mean, you know, Miles might have to put in a uh, keep going for a, another three or four weeks stint, mate, <laughs> in a row. You know, might have to do two or three in a row. Yeah, I'm also worried that Southfield beer supplies will dry up with Lee uh, doing two podcasts a week. Well, the thing is, you know, we talk about the players not being match fit. I mean, we, we, we've had like th- three months now and we haven't actually talked about a proper rugby game. It's just been about what's yeah. going on behind the scenes. So, you know, we're going to have to get our game heads on as well. Um, so anyway, let's let, let's get back to the season then. So, um, you know, potentially I think they're talking... Um, uh, about the final 24th of October I would imagine then they'll they'll go into the autumn internationals because um, all the uh, the home unions are going to be desperate for for some money even if they can't get people into the grounds to be able to sell the television for that um, but that has meant and we saw the announcement today that the European finals that were due to be in Marseille um, uh, 16th, 17th, 18th I think that weekend in October um, it's now not going to be in Marseille um, and they say venue or venues will be decided so let me go to Lee first uh, the good news is those um, those teach yourself French lessons you've been doing for the last couple of months in lockdown you don't have to worry about that now um, but how do you feel about losing the French connection and uh, the trip to Marseille? Well, I mean, personally, I think it, it does for up. You just said then about the Premiership final being on the, the weekend, the 24th. So we we put, uh, potentially could have a, a European final followed by a Premiership final. Now, I, I know I shouldn't be counting my chickens, but that potentially could happen, couldn't it? 
Um, and I think it, it had to be done, really. I mean, it couldn't be policed in Marseille. Um, and I think, obviously, they've taken a wise decision, really. And I think they'll they'll kind of they'll wait to see which two sides contest the final and then make the decision from there, really. So, I don't know, like, like we said earlier, if there's two French sides in a final, then, you know, a neutral ven- venue in the middle somewhere. Um, you know, I think that's that's probably the kind of safest and easiest way forward, really. Yeah, and let, let, let me come to uh, Pete. Um, how how do you rate our chances now? Lee's just talked about possibly two cup finals in a row. Um, are you? Do you think that's more likely now, following the break and this influx of players that we've had, or would have that been more likely on that fantastic run that we were on um, when the season got suspended? Um, do do you think we are? You, you've talked about us hitting the ground from day one um, can you see us lifting two trophies then well it's a it's a far reaching belief I think but I I, I definitely think it's more feasible um, than, than it was I, I just think because of what we've added to our squad um, you know every, we might have, we were on a good run but you know everybody's in the same I think runs come to an end you know that the, the, the virus stopped all that so we're kind of starting again rebooting and if you're thinking right every club is rebooting because whatever form or form you didn't had or didn't have has gone so let's look at when we start and this is my point earlier is I think a lot of other teams are going to be looking at us and thinking oh my god you know they've got Rodrada they've got Sinclair they've got Edith they you know Bristol have, have got these new players um, that we're going to be the team to fear so on that basis you know I don't think it's unreasonable to say that there's a good chance that we, we could I'm not saying it's going to happen but I do think perhaps the um, the, the European Challenge Cup because you know if we can get past Dragons in that quarter final we would have played potentially Bordeaux that would have had Radrada but obviously isn't there anymore so you know why not why not got a dream big toe yeah, yeah, yeah. you have indeed Miles your, your thoughts then can you can you see that this, the silverware uh, coming to uh, Ashton Gate or, or Phelan wherever it's going to keep <laughs> I mean uh, potentially I, I was quite hopeful in the Challenge Cup I mean as Pete was saying Bordeaux would have been a tough one if, especially they've been on top form um, top of the nearly top of the French League with, with Rad Rada um, but now we've, we've added him to our ranks so yeah get past Dragons get past Bordeaux. I mean, I'm confident, and I mean, I'm, and I'm pretty sure now. Exeter Chiefs are really looking over their shoulder and thinking, "Blimey, look who they added to their squad." It's, it's not going to be easy for them. And I think I'm confident. You know, I was confident we're definitely top four now. I didn't think Silverware would be coming to our to Ashton Gate this season, but yeah, I'm quietly confident. At least, at least one trophy, hopefully. Tony, to, to, to use one of Pete's uh, horse racing analogies, uh, we're, the, we're the horse coming up on the inside track, aren't we? That's, that's the way I'd see it. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. We've right, and we've, got, we've definitely got the right jockey, haven't we? We have. That, that stunned silence there when you said that. <laughs> I, think but, I, uh, I meant Pat. You know, yeah. The bloke's driving the horse. Stop, boys, come on. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we like it when the going's good. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you something else that I, I've noticed this week, and it wasn't really Premiership news. Was I don't know if you've read it about the uh, the rumours that the Pro 14 could become the Pro 16, um, and the four current Super Rugby franchises from South Africa uh, join that competition, which uh, which would a make things interesting, and b um, I don't know. Could 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 uh, could the you know probably the Irish teams will will cope with some of those top South African teams, but um, you know I don't I'm not sure that the the Welsh Scottish and uh, Italian teams maybe would fare quite so well against um, the likes of the uh, the Stormers and the Bulls uh, and the Sharks. Uh, any thoughts on that, Lee? Well, they've, they've been yeah they've been talking about it, haven't they? For the last few years, we, we've heard little rumours um, that that potentially might happen. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. The, the sceptic in me still still a little bit. I'm thinking, don't you know? They don't they have a deal to still sort out yet with uh, with Super Rugby? I mean, is it is that just the kind of um, you know the South African teams just kind of uh, edging their way towards a, a better cut of the pay, maybe? Um, well, I don't know. Sure, I, I think it's it's probably more driven by the New Zealand and Australian teams going back to um, you know just playing each other and not having to have that trip to South Africa. Right. Well, I guess obviously the, the time difference is it makes it makes no words, does it? So, and obviously um, you know with the, the uh, uh, cheaters and all that, they're playing in the, the Pro 14 already, aren't they? So. You know, it, it can work. It would definitely make it a stronger, um, a, looking at it at face value, a stronger uh, league. But like you say, I mean, you know, does, are those teams just going to um, ultimately go straight to the top and, you know, finish, finish you know, at the top of the, the top of the table every year? Well, let's let's see if that uh, comes about. But uh, you know, I think the game as we knew it before COVID nineteen um, is never quite going to be the same after it. Um, and obviously, there was the big news about the job cuts at the RFU. Um, one thing that I'm particularly sad about is uh, having grown up in Cornwall, where I got my love of rugby, uh, playing junior and mini rugby at Camborne RFC. That uh, the county championship has been uh, mothballed for at least two years now funding's been cut to it uh, certainly won't return until 2022 and for Cornish rugby fans obviously there's no premiership teams in Cornwall um, you know the county playing for the county in the county championship was uh, one of the big highlights of the rugby calendar so particularly sad to see that go um, right I think we're nearly at the end um, Pete uh, there was a rumour that you um, you You've been out working out, of course, your um, push-up Pete, um, but you've had your Sweet City uh, uh, gear on, Nathan's uh, clothing line. Um, and, uh, yeah, just tell us about what happened. Was it today? Oh, I, I just uh, I went down to the outdoor spin class. In fact, just before the pod, 6.15, down at Workout Gym, give them a little plug again. I did last time. Uh, working very hard to keep people, the good people of BS3 fit. Well, I thought, you know, I bought this thing. <laughs> I only bought it because I thought Nathan Jews might come round and deliver it in person. And then I could get a little kind of, you know, a little um, voice pop from it. And it, blew, it, came through the, it came through the post. But anyway, I've got this this quite expensive, um, you know, Fijian sort of styled uh, vest top. 
And, you know, having done all these press-ups over lockdown and a bit of running, I thought, you know what, I've got to be proud about this. I'm going to wear this. So I wore it down to spin tonight. I'm not joking. I reckon there's a couple of season ticket holders down there who thought I was one of the squad. I'd just come in for a, a bit of kind of extracurricular warm down, you know, just come down the hill from Abbott's Pool. They thought it was Rihanna. Well, I think they saw with my long flowing hair, I mean, with my long hair at the moment and my kind of shaven look and, and obviously my big thick set jaw, um, you know, I think they put, and then they looked at this, you know, looked at me in this sweet city vest top. They put, they put two and two together and got about a million. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, do you know what, Tony? I, I, on on this on this subject, I'm just wondering. We, you know, we were talking about the decking at the, you know, the impressive decking at the training ground. But we do have a nice little picture of Pete, don't we? Uh, do, doing some impressive uh, decking work himself. Now, I just wonder: is there any way we could get this uh, this this photo out there and and see what the <laughs> listeners think of should... our very own desperate Dan? You <laughs> need to talk to my agent about that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, boys, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you again. Um, let's move on from Pete's decking. Um, that's it for tonight. Uh, if you've enjoyed listening to the show, please do leave a review or a rating. Um, it's exciting times. The boys are back training. Uh, things are going to start to ramp up now. And Bears Beyond the Gate will be back when there is some more news. So it might not be next week, but uh, look out for the next one. Um, and do subscribe to us on your favourite podcast host. So from all of us, thanks so much for listening and stay safe. <laughs>